Hello, friends, family, anyone who came across my silly little project, Resting Sad Face. Um, I am back after a really, really long time. And there are a couple of reasons for that. Um, Some of them are mentioned in the blog, so... You can obviously read about it there, and you know the deal. I will also be saying it to you, as I always do. Um, But I just wanted to start with kind of like a more deeper reasoning to why I haven't been posting. And obviously, you know, I wanted to be more present and enjoy everything that was happening in my life. But... I also started to really feel like I used this sense of productivity and, you know, the fact that I was doing something and making something to run away from a lot of feelings and a lot of feelings of like my of doubt in my self-confidence and just self-doubt in general, um, because I thought that it was kind of and it could be a way to prove something to myself. So I really needed that time to, you know, take a break, try and work on building that sense of self-confidence back up. And obviously it ebbs and flows as life does, but I do feel like I have a better grasp on it and I've in a way changed my intention behind posting for the blog. Now I kind of want to make it something that it is a weekly update and you don't really know what you're going to get. It's, it's you know, like a purge for me and in a way kind of like a personal diary that I'm making public. But I also am starting to try and work on a better balance between, you know, like stating my opinions online and talking about things and having a balance of what do I want to make public and what do I want to keep personal to myself. So, you know, I guess in a way it's kind of, you never know what you're going to get. And I think that's kind of exciting because I want this project to really portray how I'm growing in life. Because I think being able to have these conversations with myself tune me into a deeper version of myself. And that's important to me. So, you know, I'm happy to be back. I don't really know where this takes me, but I am really working on being more consistent with it because I do see it as a passion project. Um, And maybe passion isn't the right word, but it's more of, you know, something that allows me to feel like I'm showing an authentic version of myself online because I feel like we've lost that a lot. So, you know, I'm going to keep going with this. Uh, If you'd like to follow along, obviously, you can follow me on my Instagram, uh, just Ronnie Simon. And then at the end of Simon, there's like two extra N's, S-I-M-O-N-N-N. Um... Because that is where I post updates about whether or not I have a new post. Um, And hoping to come out with them weekly. So stay tuned.
And without further ado, welcome to the real world. Why, hello there. It has been far too long, and there are a few reasons. One, I wanted to enjoy my last little bit of college and be present. Two, I was knee-deep in solidifying my first full-time job. Very exciting. Three, I wanted to keep my personal life personal, and this is like probably for the first time ever. Four, post-graduation depression hit me hard. I felt slapped in the face with depression and anxiety for not preparing myself enough for that post-graduation life. I neglected booking that three-week European tour that college grads seem entitled to. No shade, but also shade because I'm sure it was an experience of a lifetime, and I'm a little jealous. While I'm quickly getting over my two-month pity party and anxiety attack about future plans, I can begin to reflect on what the hell happens once you graduate. And the main thing I've learned is that everyone's experience is different. For a pretty damn good reason, too. Throughout the conversations I've had with people about post-grad life, I've heard a plethora of, it's just the first step. No one likes their first job anyway, and you'll figure it out. While this may be comforting to the 35-year-old who can look back on this experience and see the serendipitous growth they've had throughout their career, I can confidently say that 95% of my peers are not comforted by these statements. We are embarking on a journey in a world inching towards a recession, extensive political, social, and environmental issues, A thousand and one ways to make a fortune online if you just follow these three steps. Mental health issues and maybe even top some student loan debt. At this point, it seems like nothing can possibly be comforting. Well, have no fear. The anxious mess with some spare time is here. And I hope I can clarify what it really looks like in life beyond college. To start, the whole sentiment about finally making it to the real world is a bunch of bullshit. Yes, there are specific responsibilities we may not have to face alone, those of us fortunate enough to have the help of our parents, but we have been inching our way towards more responsibility. And isn't that the whole point of learning, trial, and error? I believe the most flawed part about this statement is that once you get into the real world, you must be fully responsible, be able to pay your bills and save for the future and have a job lined up. This stacks on a lot of pressure for the soon-to-be graduates, and as someone who was just there, I was swimming in panic attacks and feelings of self-doubt. I was comparing my current situation to all of my peers around me graduating because I'm graduating with them. So shouldn't I have it figured out too? Newsflash, no one really has it figured out. And maybe this isn't such a newsflash because we are slowly becoming more and more aware of this fact. But when it really comes down to it, the responsibility you take of your own life is entirely up to you. 
As much as people may have suggestions for you, it is up to you to take them or leave them. So the real world you will face after college will still challenge you in the same ways you've been challenged these past four years. You just may have to pay for a gym membership now. Undoubtedly, you take on more responsibility as you graduate into the workforce. Still, that responsibility is up to your choosing, and I think we forget that sometimes. To be very real with you all, I was terrified of signing my life away for a salary. I heard the advice from the lucky ones who find passion in their work and thought that I had to be utterly and completely inspired to enjoy my work. By the time I hit graduation, I couldn't exactly pinpoint my passion in a way that could solidify an entry-level job. I hit a low point, worrying that my future would never amount to anything. Maybe that was taking it a bit too far, but my mind loves to strive for the extremes. I felt like I had no passion or any passion that could pay the bills and feared that I would lose my heart by following the salary. But I also knew that my monthly loan payments would start up eventually, and I knew better than to let that interest accumulate. Passion became a roadblock in the search for my future. And at this point in life, I'd argue that's a common experience among many of us. Especially with social media, we see everyone living their best lives and pursuing their passions through the freedom of social media and influencing. What we neglect to see in all of the reels, photos, and blogs is the continuous stress and competition for attention that this freedom needs. There seems to be a chase to stay relevant. In a world with endless perspectives and content creators, those looking to make it in this realm are fighting against a seriously saturated market. So the idea of financial freedom through the likes of social media becomes quite tricky for those who may not want to commit themselves like that. I am not saying this to devalue the experiences of those who follow this path. I just know that there was a part of me that hoped I could do it myself but found an immense amount of stress, pressure, and judgment being online that much. Everyone is different, and some are just built differently to evolve to that kind of lifestyle. But I hope this serves as a reminder to anyone who may be feeling the same, that it's okay to not be self-sufficient through social media significance. I've consumed so much media that told me that I should live my best life and that I can break free from the nine-to-five work life. Still, that lifestyle just doesn't work for everyone. Sometimes the nine-to-five is the perfect place to learn how to contribute as an individual. Life is so much more than your job, so use it as a stepping stone to become more explicit about your interests. 
The pressure of finding your passion doesn't get in the way. And you can begin to enjoy life more holistically without chasing the desire of success all the time. This is a lesson that I'm in the midst of learning as I begin my new job. To those of you who may be curious about my next step, you can head on over to my LinkedIn to see where my professional life takes me. I am looking forward to this responsibility and excited to see what this challenge teaches me. There is obviously a massive part of me that is nervous about losing the autonomy of my life. Still, deep down, I know everything is up to me. I can continue to grow and learn from whatever I do. In terms of what's to come in my personal life, who knows? Hopefully some dance classes, time with my friends, a weekly blog post now that I have some structure in my life, but life always seems to throw some exciting curveballs my way. That's it for now, and I will catch you next week. With much love, my fellow hopeless romantics, Ronnie. So I felt like I had some pretty good realizations in this. Um, It also felt really wholesome. Because it feels nice to take on this responsibility. Because when I was in college, I kind of felt like, you know, I was doing things for an outcome. I was doing the schoolwork because I wanted to graduate. I wanted to graduate to get a job. And now that I'm here, it's like, okay, like, what do I do? Am I just going to go to work and end my day like that? Fuck no. Like, I think that's what we forget in nine to five, five, (laughs) nine to five, is that there is life around that. Yes, you're taking a significant chunk of your week in working. So I hope you at least enjoy it a little bit. And if not, you know, either change it or have a mindset shift. Like, you can tell yourself you're you're good with it. You're chilling. Or you can change your job. But there's that more like a sense of personal responsibility for if you don't like something, do something about it. And that's what excites me. So... You know, I feel like my the choices that I make in my life are solely to, you know, solely for the purpose of how I want to enjoy life. And there's responsibility with that because you don't want to, like, fall in a hole of pleasure and chasing pleasure through, you know, a lot of vices that aren't normally socially acceptable and also potentially harmful for your body but there's a balance you know like you have the weekends off so what are you going to do on those weekends are you going to watch tv the whole weekend because you're trying to distract yourself from the fact that you don't like your job and I've done that before especially in college when I wasn't super exciting about excited about what I was learning. I was kind of like, okay, whatever, I'll do the homework because I have to. I wasn't involved in the action. I was involved in the outcome that I was going to finish it. And then when I finished it, like the final finishing it, 
which is graduating college, I was like, well, what now? Like, like it feels great, but after a week, that celebration is over, and what are you going to do? You take responsibility of your life, and that's what I tried to do. So I applied to a bunch of jobs, and that was a straight hit to the ego because it took a long time to find a job. I am not going to sugarcoat it. Because a lot of the time, you're applying to jobs based on your skills, not who you are as a person. And I was getting very personally attached to being rejected because I'm like, that is a hit at me and who I am whole as a person rather than thinking my skills just don't line up to that so I tried to challenge myself to have this mindset mindset shift but it's a lot easier said than done obviously so I kept applying to things kept trying to put myself out there and something came up that sparked my interest and I wasn't even looking for it. Like, it's difficult because a lot of times we we have to put ourselves out there to find a job. So, you do have to look for it. But I had no clue what kind of job I wanted to do, what field, what industry. I had no idea, which is a really... I mean, I don't want to say it's an uncommon experience because I'm sure there is a lot of people graduating college who feel this way. Um, But I've also been like surrounded mostly by people who have a really good idea of what they want to do. So I was so intimidated by that. I was so scared that everyone else was figuring it out and being able to have a conversation with people and tell them, this is what I like. This is what I want to do with my career or my job or whatever. And I couldn't tell people that. So how was I supposed to go to a recruiter or go to a job interview and be like, this is me, this is how I can contribute, and this is what I want? I couldn't really do that. So I actually, in a way, utilized the job search to figure out what I want to do, to narrow it down. So I applied to everything. I applied to writing positions or podcasting assistant or marketing or even sales like everything you could possibly think of in the sector from like journalism to business and I just kept going um eventually came across a position called marketing coordinator and I noticed that it involves a lot of event planning type things um design like on adobe and storytelling so i was like great i think i could be good at that so long story short had the interview got the job very exciting um i'm working for an architecture firm in boston and i am their marketing coordinator so i'm really really excited to see what this does with my life um, and how I'm going to be able to contribute to the company. Because I don't really, you know, obviously I know the job description, but you don't know until you get there. So we will see. I would say that nine to five gets a really bad rep in this day and age. 
because, you know, there's so much possibility and freedom seen in the online world. And a lot of people who have, you know, figured out ways to make an income online or make a business really promote the fact that they're very happy in what they've produced. So the content that they're producing is to encourage others to fulfill this lifestyle. But you have to remember that's a lot of work and that is a lifestyle where work and life fold together in a way. So in a lot of ways, you know, this bad rep with nine to five can confuse a lot of young professionals in what they actually want to pursue in life because they think that, you know, taking a nine to five job is going to get in the way of their likes and interests, but that's not necessarily the case. Nine to five actually is going to build up your skills to be able to pursue that because you have to remember, like, we're so young and it's weird to see so many, like, young people who are so immensely successful because it makes you feel like you're not doing good enough as a young person you know if you're not a tiktok star with however many followers like you're not putting in enough effort or you know you're not good enough to be a public star or whatever but that's the thing is it's not for everyone and some people one don't want to share them selves online that publicly and maybe dedicating to their work is exactly what they want to do but that's not the thing that's glorified on the internet and on social media you don't really see a lot of people posting their nine to five work saying hey look at this this is exactly what I want to do to achieve the goals that I want to achieve in the future so I just want this to be a friendly reminder and obviously as always this is a reminder to myself because there definitely is a little part of me that's scared of what's to come in this future work life but I also see a lot of possibility because I am really excited about the company that I'm working for and I think that I have a lot to learn from them. I just have to be open to that. So that kind of mindset for anyone who might be feeling nervous about starting a new job or even in the process of interviewing for jobs is going to help a lot because it will remind you that you're the person in charge of how your life is being fulfilled. And if this job has the mentality that it's just something that I do to make money, it's not going to be that fulfilling to you. But if you remember that you're doing it for a purpose of learning and growing and talking to people who have been in an industry that you're interested in to learn from them, to be their mentee, like you can get a lot from a first job, a second job, a third job. However long you want to commit your skills to working for someone so this whole mentality about like the real world is what when you get into the job market like yeah kind of I guess because that's when 
you're surrounded by other working professionals and oftentimes you're working for more experienced people in the industry. But that's the whole point, to gain experience from them. So it can be a really exciting step forward. I just think that with how fast social media goes, it seems really hard to just be committing to a 9-to-5 because that lifestyle may seem slow or boring. I think the main thing that we have to remember when consuming that content that shows us the lifestyle of the influencer who is traveling all the time, like that can add a lot of stress. And what I talk about in the blog post in terms of having to like keep up with taking content is you're competing against so many people who also go to Capri on their vacations and post the same picture. So it's like what distinguishes you and brings an audience to you and that's the hardest part is there's a lot of competition with that and a lot of stress to keep up and that's not for everyone. So just a reminder, I have nothing against influencers. I actually have a lot of respect for them because they do work their asses off to be able to fulfill this kind of lifestyle and show this public persona. I just think it's really hard to fall into the like glorified version of it all and only see the beautiful, amazing pictures they post of their outfits or their vacations or their food or whatever and not like and forget the fact that there are other parts of their lives that they are struggling with because no one has it perfectly easy. So in a world with absolutely endless possibilities of what you can do with your career, it can feel extremely overwhelming worrying about if you're pursuing the right thing. And that's exactly what I felt. And that's why I felt paralyzed in the job search because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I see the world with a lot of social, political, environmental issues. So I think, do I go into that field? I see, you know, my degree and what I got when I studied business. So do I go into that field? Do I try and, you know pursue maybe and commit to an own personal business that I want to pursue and a lot of that comes with my writing but I recognize that I prefer this as a little side thing to not put so much pressure on creating stuff when I don't feel like I'm ready and I don't feel like I necessarily have built up the skills enough to be able to pursue my own business. So with as many options there are to pursue a career, I will go back to the cliche of it's just the first step. And this will help guide you towards things that fulfill you. And I think the biggest thing that I felt graduating college is that I didn't trust myself and I didn't trust my perception of myself. That comes from years of doubting. Um, and I wish I could say that I fully trust myself. But that is 
a long process that I have to go through because I spent so long not trusting myself, believing that my word wasn't true and that my interests weren't something that I could pursue. But now I recognize that I can slowly build those things up. So, you know, I work and pursue some things that interest me. Like, I really, really love working on Adobe and doing graphic design and working with InDesign. And that's something that I get to do in my job. I'm really excited for that. The key word in that is that I get to do it. I don't have to do it. So... That's something that's going to help in my professional life and building some professional interests. I also have personal interests like dancing, like writing and cooking that I don't need to necessarily build up and perfect to have a career with them. I can just do them in my life because I enjoy it. So I think the mentality that I'm trying to get away from is a fully career mindset Because life is so much more than that. And I don't doubt that maybe one day in my life I will want to fully commit to, you know, what I'm pursuing in my work life. But I also think lately the concept of work-life balance has become really, really important in people's lives. Because they understand that they don't necessarily want work to be their everything. They want to be able to go on hikes with their family on the weekend. They want to be able to go on their, you know, week vacation to Hawaii or do the European tour when they have the time. Like, there are things to explore and things that we can learn about ourselves in work And be able to pursue opportunities while you're working, but also opportunities that you can pursue outside of work. And I think having that autonomy of your life and understanding your likes and interests and allowing yourself to pursue your likes and interests. Understanding that when you get off the clock, take some time to de-stress and then do the Mel Robbins 54321, get up and go do that thing that you've been meaning to do. And a great example of this is I haven't danced in a really long time. And that really came from the fact that I didn't think that I was good enough. I'm like, oh, I can't be a professional dancer, so why should I do it? I was so focused on this career. I was so focused on how it could build up a career for me that I felt like I couldn't even do it anymore. And it was something that I absolutely loved doing. So I think the biggest lesson in how I want to per, like proceed going forward is making sure that I get those things done in my week that I love. Or not done, because then... That's thinking more about the outcome than the actual activity, but to get my ass up after work, go to the gym, and dance a little bit. I know that sounds weird, but I'm trying to find a gym that has like a dance studio, so we'll see. To conclude it all, it is all about... Pursuing the things that make your heart shine. And you're not necessarily going to find that in your first, in your second, in your third job. 
but you have to understand that it's a journey. And eventually you'll get there. That's okay. It takes time. But take little lessons from each of them. Take knowledge from all the mentors that you have. And focus on the fact that you're trying to build your life up rather than it being a certain outcome that you're going to be getting at the end of the year. And I think the biggest thing that a lot of people fall into is the salary. So remember that you're more than that. Remember that you're worth more than that. And that great things take time. Even though it may not seem like that with social media because things go so, so quickly. Great things take time. So allow yourself to build up those things that you love, that you desire, that you crave in your life. So yeah, that's it for this week. I'm very excited. I will be starting my new job very soon. So we will see how that goes. Um, And also... As I kind of mentioned before, this is something that I want to commit to now that I have a pretty structured routine. I do feel like, you know, I would like to have more of a routine with this because it's something that I care about. And a lot of the times I would get nervous about the content that I was putting out because I thought that, oh, it wasn't good enough or I can't compete with people who have really successful blogs. But that's not the point. The point is I enjoy doing this and I hope you enjoy listening and reading the things that I have to say because life's too short to not do the things that you love. So that's it for this week. I will see you next Sunday um, and I hope you enjoy. If you like it, please feel free to share it with a friend who could maybe use some words of wisdom. Um, not saying that I'm the most wise, but you know, we're getting there. It takes time. So yeah, I would love to grow this platform. I would love to connect with people, uh, connect with more people. So obviously if you feel so inclined, it would be super helpful to share it with a friend. But if not, I'm really glad that you made it this far and I'm happy to be back. So have a good week. I will see you next week.